Welcome to Sin City with Nick Manessis and Dane McLean. Live chat about everything cinema, from new releases, iconic films, and plenty more for you movie lovers. Live for CMRU.ca. And now, to the men behind the mic. Hello, how are you? And welcome to our first episode of Sin City. I am your host, Nick Manessis. And here's my other host, Dane McLean. Say hello to the people, Dane. Hello, people. <laughs> this is Dane McLean from DMBF. Joining us are our guest hosts, Ben Goodman and John Swan. Hello, guys. Hello. Hello. We're a double act, John Swan. We get paired together. <laughs> Did we say hello at the same time? Well, i try it again. Okay. Well, okay. Me and you, John. Okay. One, two, three. Hello. Hello. That was off. Hello. <laughs> we'll rehearse that. We'll rehearse it. It's a work in progress. Pre-production. Pre-production. And joining us is our very first guest, Matt Zaharaya, and an old friend from high school. Hello, Matt. Nice to Hello. have you. Hello. Thanks for having me. It's, it's an honor. <laughs> Uh, John's here. Can you mind telling us a bit about yourself, Matt? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I've, I don't know, I'm a fan of movies, so that's why I'm on here. But um, I, at Nate, I started a horror movie club where we would watch a horror movie every two weeks and then have a little discussion afterwards. So, yeah. And then that's mostly my credentials for this, I would say. Yeah. Nice. And so for today's topic, it's going to be sci-fi of the 2010s. So I thought we should start. What do you think, guys? What, what would you say the whole decade was for sci-fi? Um, a lot of... uh, no, go on. Sorry. All right, can you go first? I would say there's... Okay. Who... Yeah, I can wait. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Anyone can go. Okay. I, I, okay, I would start. <laughs> Um, I would say that there's been a lot of remakes and reboots in this decade. That's like, so true. A lot of things from the 80s, like Total Recall, Robocop, they've tried Colin it again. again. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't work out. Yeah. yeah. Some of them did turn out good. Like, true, true. Blade Runner 2049 and true. Prometheus wasn't bad, so... We have a very similar point. We we're gonna say because I was gonna, I was gonna mention like it's basically like a decade, not just a sci-fi, but in movies in general, oh, like yeah. of IP, intellectual property. People just yeah. mining like names and stuff, of yeah. stuff that people recognize because a lot of original sci-fi and just original movies in general, yeah. big studios think like, oh, no one's gonna see that, or it'll catch an audience yeah. later on, and they're just mm-hmm. trying to get the eyeballs. Yeah, it's, it's a bummer. Yeah. The term that's thrown around that I somewhat agree with is creatively bankrupt like you hear that and you think they're just reusing old ideas but if you actually look more at more of the independent projects like i know some of them that came out this year uh they there are some good ideas that are being thrown out there so i don't think we've reached that point yet there's still some good stuff coming out i mean look i we we love recycling and it's a great thing for the yeah. earth but let's not yeah. recycle our entertainment as well let's yeah mm-hmm. that's the one thing we shouldn't recycle yeah. That is true, though. There were a lot of remakes um, yeah. in the 2010s. 
Agreed. But it's also, I feel like nowadays, or just even the last decade, it's hard to come up with like original content almost. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, I'm not sure if it was just like the 2010s, but like, I feel like um, the 2020s, we kind of have, um, or just like the late 2010s, um, like yeah. 2019, 2018, we kind of started to have more like original ideas, but like oh, yeah. early 2010s, it was like a lot of like more remakes. Yeah. 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 In a lot of sci-fi movies, like 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 board games and stuff, like Battleship, like they turn into a sci-fi movie, and like yeah. all this stuff, like hey, people play that as a kid. Let's make that into a like, big alien invader yeah. movie. Transformers, mm-hmm. like I know that started from Battle last week, but that continued to this. But... Yeah, yeah. I thought the first Transformers was cool though. Oh yeah, yeah. Rips. The we very first one. We, we and then kind of, and then after it, kind of just, I'm not yeah. sure. Until Bumblebee, you guys have seen Bumblebee lately? Oh, like the the spinoff. I know John Cena is in it. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen it. I thought it was pretty good actually, because yeah. it was a it was a switch up from the. It was kind of um, kind of like an Amblin movie, like early like Spielberg eighties kind of family yeah. movie. More. So true. Lots of nostalgia in it. Yeah. It was yeah. more family orient oriented or. I don't know how to say it. My bad. Oriented. <laughs> then, then, uh, then Transformers, which I thought yeah. was a good fresh take, especially for um, a character like Bumblebee, since he's more yeah. like kid friendly. Because those Transformers movies got pretty dark. They're like three hours. There's like all about death and destruction of cities. It's just kind of yeah. bummer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The third one got really dark. Uh, yeah. Was that was dark, dark Knight of the Sun or that? Dark, dark Side of the, the Moon. Dark, yeah. Pink Floyd. The Pink Floyd yeah. movie, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Love it. And now there is a... Would you consider a fantasy to be the same as sci-fi or not, not, not much, really? Would you consider them to be on the same level? Sometimes, I guess. Yeah. I, I don't know. They were talking about sci-fi in the 2010s. The Marvel Cinematic Universe knocked it out of the park right. with a lot of their films. Doctor Strange. Yeah. Yeah. Ant-Man. Ant-Man. I feel like Ant-Man's more sci-fi. Yeah, because cause you can't turn small in real life. I mean, I've tried. I've really tried to turn small in yeah. real life. But I need to see the kids. Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis. I don't know about you guys, but to me, uh, in the MCU, the most sci-fi film of them all would have to be Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I w- depends your, really what you're looking for for sci-fi, because it's science fiction, where something like Guardians or Star Wars could be interpreted as more of science fantasy, where it's more of exploration in space rather than the hot, hard uh, twists on science that most sci-fi's happen. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. it, it is a yeah. So just sci-fi itself is a broad topic that. Because Guardians, unless, unless I'm mistaken, like I mean, there were so many of these Marvel movies. That was like the first MCU movie that kind of just went outside of Earth, right? Yeah. yeah. Everything um, else is Earthbound. Great video game, by the way, Earthbound. But yeah, then they went to other planets stuff. and stuff. Yeah. Th- and then mm-hmm. that's when they sort of got more cosmic, the MCU. Yeah. Physically yeah. expanding. Yeah. yeah. And fun fact, too, Guardians was the the first, the, f- the very first Marvel film I've ever seen. Like the one that hooked me into the MCU. Oh, yeah. oh really? Wow. 
That's a good gateway movie. Yeah, yeah. that's a good gateway movie, definitely for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And while we're on the topic, I'd like I'd like to discuss what I love. I really enjoy the music in Guardians. Like the soundtrack. Oh, yeah. It's oh, yeah. Super yeah. hits the seventies. I love all that old AM gold. Peter stuff. Quill's um because the mother gave it him the the mixtape, right? The awesome mix. Yeah. The awesome mix oh, volume one. Mm-hmm. You can yeah. find the the playlist on uh Spotify too. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, because I remember seeing that movie with my dad, and he's like, yeah, these are like... I remember these songs from like when I was a teenager. Redbone, come and get your love. That was a great opening scene, too, when he was like (laughs) dancing, and then the title just came on. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. It's it's really unique, and it's like super like funny for a a Marvel movie, because... I wouldn't say Marvel is like too dark compared to like DC, but Guardians, Guardians is definitely like the like the humor or like the, the most yeah. You want it, it lightened it up a bit. Agreed. Well, and it's very distinct because then it's like that soundtrack of like all these songs from from the seventies. I remember the soundtrack then was in like a number one hit on the Billboard charts. Like it just it yeah. really everything they really nailed with Guardians. Definitely, yeah. And what yeah. there's thing Guardians has proved is that we will watch anything if you slap Marvel's name in the title. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because these the Guardians true. Are, yeah, definitely. characters we've never seen or heard them before. And now, look at them now. Like, come on. Yeah. yeah. Are you a big Groot fan, Dane? I, I think you're a big Groot fan, right, Dane? Oh, yeah. Big Ben Groot. You're also a Groot. <laughs> I am Groot. Yeah. Vin Diesel. So many variety. It's so good. Yeah, great that Vin Diesel, you know, voice Groot. I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's one of the best. I think he's one of the best characters that is uh, half. Well, he's he's not half tree. He's full tree. Yeah. Um, I think he's one of the best tree characters of all time. Uh, yeah. Up there the giving tree. The giving tree. The giving tree. Yeah, the giving tree. And Guardians would also have to be my very first meeting with my favorite movie star, Bradley Cooper. Oh, oh yeah. Rocket right. Raccoon. Rocket. Love I almost it. forgot he was the voice of Rocket. Yeah. All right. So other than the Marvel movies, I, I think we could talk about this all day. Uh, <laughs> Uh, any other more separate uh, independent films that you guys really enjoyed? Oh, yeah, what were each of your guys' because uh, Nick said top three, so we could go one by yeah. one. Sure thing. Let's start with our, with the guest first. Okay, nah. well, I gotta say my top one of the decade would be have to be Arrival. Like, Ooh, just that was my Just we watched it the other night. It's amazing how it blends a sort of a realistic uh, idea of an invi- of an unknown's object, basically, and how we would treat it like that. Yes, because of course we're going to get a linguist in to try and communicate with them. And I found it cool how it worked and the circular nature of time, how they implemented that throughout the story was very interested. And Denis Villeneuve knocking, knocked it out this decade with that and Blade Runner 2049. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to. For- I'm really looking forward to Dune later this year. Like, I'm so excited for that movie. Yeah, can't oh. wait. Such a good cast. It's like, oh. yeah. Great. yeah. It's gonna be crazy. Okay. Yeah. So that that was my top one. 
Good pick. Agreed. Excellent pick. And also, what another thing to add about Arrival, I like how we played a very realistic issue that happens today, how we all yeah. are afraid of what we don't understand. Oh, yeah. yeah. Figuratively. Yeah. yeah. Funny enough, it reminded me of a Twilight Zone episode, To Serve Man. Oh! Yeah. If you're familiar with that one, That's it's... Good um, call. Yeah, good it's, yeah. It's basically these alien invaders who... Uh, come down and help humanity basically and we, they gave us a book that said to serve man throughout the episode we see them helping humanity like uh, basically automate everything making it like a relaxed lifestyle and then um, nearing the end of the episode they're taking us off planet and then they finally translate the book and they figured out it's a cookbook so <laughs> yeah so yeah that's, that's that's what it reminded me of a bit how communication so important and if we uh-huh. misunderstand Definitely. something it could be very dangerous in some uh, circumstances good that could go for like good yeah that could oh. miscommunication that's like definitely just like a a normal issue too especially for like people that use like technology and stuff and like texting and stuff because you could yeah. never really know if someone is like mad at you or something like that or like if they meant it like that way or this way but yeah, yeah communication yeah. is definitely important and or being sarcastic but, yeah true yeah. it's like oh yeah. i was just kidding but then like yeah it's like you gotta use the emojis you got the emojis to couple up these emojis no emojis it's serious communication has been an issue like as old as time like the classic story of the tower of babel like this great structure is being uh, constructed and then god was like everyone speak a different language so they couldn't finish it it's story as old as time also uh Metropolis, I think, is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, a, nice. a, a sci-fi adaptation for. Oh, hey, also, Babel, Brad Pitt, which is unrelated to anything. <laughs> yeah, That's and then well, if we were going different on the genre, tangent, the <laughs> Babel fish from Hitchhiker's Guide, but I think that's it for my. <laughs> Babel. Isn't there a Rolling Stones album too called like Babel? We're just a Babylon, close. Yeah. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. You're a, you're a long <laughs> off. Sorry, Mick Jagger. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, so I think, yeah, so, yeah, Arrival. Wait, Nick, did you say we had to pick uh, top, wait, top three. three favorites of the 2010s? Yeah. Correct. Okay. Let's go with you now, So you have John. two other ones, then. Yeah. I have a whole list right beside me, so if you need okay. to... Mm. What are your uh, other two? Um, I have to say Ex Machina, directed by Alex uh, Garland. Oh, Garland. Uh, yes. Yeah. With Melissa Van Wickner. I don't know. Right. I don't know how to say her last name. Yeah. Well, also in it. That's a, here's my second Dune reference. He's in, he's Lido Atreides in yes. the Dune 2020. So excited for that movie. Yeah. yeah. I just really enjoyed how it dealt with AI as sort of in a different way. Like uh, back in um, uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey, how was this computer? He didn't look human, but... He really did have an underlying human emotion, a human feel to him. How, um, and then if you look back at 
AI and the science fiction from then continuing on, you can see how it really developed into what we have today. One of my favorite parts of that, how they did the tur- Turing test, how it's, okay. they re- refer to that, how if you were to talk to a computer and you don't know it's a computer after you finish talking to with it, it succeeds. But in um, Ex Machina, they did it, but you saw how inhuman Ava looked in that scene, how she was just basically a skeleton with a human face. And I feel like that's how far it, it could go to a point where we create an AI that is totally human, but um, just does, but is not human. And yeah, I really enjoyed that one. Very unexpected. Yeah. Have you watched Devs yet? Speaking of Alex Garland, the, his FX series. Have you heard much yeah. about Devs? No. He's wrote and directed this miniseries that came out a couple months ago on FX. It's I haven't watched it yet, but anyway. Yeah. Oh, I'll check it out. Cool. Yeah. yeah, and then um, for my last one, it's going to be Upgrade, directed by Lee Winnell. Oh, I don't think I've seen that. Oh, I recommend it. It's basically Upgrade. a... It didn't really have a, that much of a budget, but it's a great film. It's about a sort of cyberpunk future where everyone has these enhancements. It makes life easier. And then there's um, Logan Marshall Green's character, who basically rejects technology, and he likes oh. it back in the old style. He works on cars and all of that. Blumhouse and then, Productions. Yeah, I think well, I'm pretty sure it is Blumhouse. And um, he uh, gets into an accident where he gets in STEM, which it, uh, where he's paralyzed, and he gets STEM, which helps him do his movements again. And it's basically just a revenge movie, but the like editing and shot composition in it is so great. Like mm-hmm. choreography is fantastic, and it's a realistic future, but with a lot of practical effects to make it feel real mm-hmm. as well. So yeah, I like practical effects. I'll give it yeah. Sure. Yeah. Upgrade you, Beyonce. Yeah. So I recommend that. Nice. Yeah. Well, great list, Matt. And now yeah. we're moving to John Swan. What's your list, man? So for top three, um, this is difficult. Number one, I would have to go with uh, Chronicle. Have you guys seen Chronicle? Oh, no. Josh Trank. Uh, I have not. Josh not Trank. Um, so it's about these uh, high school kids that they basically uh, they get uh, superpowers. And, oh yeah, uh, oh, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. It. And it's filmed with um, what is it? Hand with uh, like. Uh, it's kind of found footage, right? Found footage, yeah. It's one of the better found footage movies. Movies, I'd say. And um, I really liked it because it goes to show that like if someone could have like too much power. It could be like pretty deadly because the main mm-hmm. character, um, played by uh, Dane DeHaan, who's a really good actor, by the way, um, he was like the the outcast like kid. Oh yeah, Dane. That's fun. <laughs> like like like. Dane. <laughs> I was wondering why you guys were laughing. But uh, he was like the he was like he was like the outcast. Uh, um kid in the movie and he uses like uh powers against like bullies and stuff Mm. and then eventually he becomes like too powerful almost kind of like um have you guys seen akira almost oh Uh, yes yeah the anime anime. i did yeah some parts uh uh, 
what's his name? He uh he gains too much power and he turns yeah. against his friends almost. So that's a pretty good watch, I think. Uh Josh Trank um directed it. He was supposed to do um he was supposed to do the Boba Fett uh movie. But that yeah, got it's a shame because Chronicle was great. And then, like, everyone loved it, but then his career kind of fell off a cliff after that because he did the Fantastic Four movie that nobody yeah. liked. Well, and then it was like, oh, we're going to have Boba Fett. And then I think he actually is good. He's got this Capone movie with Tom Hardy. It's coming out pretty soon, which the trailer oh. came out. So he's kind of making a bit of a comeback. So that should be good. He, like, completely, like, switched genres, too. Yeah. He, like, went from, like, sci-fi to more, like, a dark, like, thriller. Capone! <laughs> Gangster S. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. But I do recommend um, Chronicle, Chronicle is really good. Number two goes to uh, Snowpiercer. Oh, yeah. Oh. You guys have seen that one? I'm familiar with it. The Oscar winner. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, definitely want to. The thing that definitely attracted me to this movie was um, actually the first, the reason I heard about um, Snowpiercer was there's this cons- it's uh there's a conspiracy oh, yeah, like, the... online. oh it's yeah it's, it's related to uh willy wonka and the chocolate factory yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, and um here one second nice yeah what were you gonna say sorry golden tickets yeah um because it's a it's apparently about like charlie who like <laughs> took over it's pretty good and chris evans does a, a, a good job in it it's a really good um uh, how do I say it? Post-apocalyptic um, sci-fi. Mm. And that is um, Bong, jo- Bong Joon-ho, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Director Paris. Uh, won the Oscar this uh, year. I did. Excellent director. It was yeah. um, 2008. Um, I forget the exact year, but it was, yeah, definitely before, um, one of his earlier ones before Parasite. And it's yeah. cool because it kind of shows his range, how he can do, like, Parasite and then like Snowpiercer. Yeah. Also, it's Those mostly are... set on a train, right? It's a big train. Yeah. Movie, right? They're um they're stuck in like a train, basically, and the whole yeah the whole invent um adventure takes place in a train and it like goes through like the different obstacles of um how society has like uh gone down in the future. Yeah, and how it's sort of separated by classes by the different cars and the farther back you are you yeah and uh it was rhino stew who came up with the theory he has a great youtube video about it yeah i'd like to give him credit for that yeah definitely but i do recommend it it's a pretty good movie yeah will do yeah snow piercer snow piercer snow piercer Number three goes to Edgar Wright's The World's End. Oh, oh yeah. Edgar's... Have you guys you guys seen that? Oh, yeah. yeah that... Uh, not yet. So many. That might be my favorite Edgar Wright movie. I yeah, love it's that. really good. Um, I really like it, too, because of just the this, this soundtrack, like the 1980s alternative yeah. UK soundtrack is really good. That's a movie wow. that actually got me into uh, like the 1980s gothic rock, like Sisters of Mercy and stuff like that. And I like how it's a story about um, it's a story about growing up and like friendship. Yeah. But it's also about sci-fi too, because there's like a sci-fi aspect in it. Because um, the main character Simon Pegg, he's kind of stuck in like 
his uh, teenage like years. He's like that one guy that's like, oh, I wish it was like 1987. Yeah, I yeah, I wish it was like. Huh. It's almost like the the the. It's almost like Uncle Rico from like Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> yeah. I miss my football days, but it's like for him, it's like oh, I miss my like party days and stuff. Yeah, and it's cool because like everyone else has like all of his friends have like grown up except for him. Yeah, and then they decide to do the uh, the pub crawl, and then it leads to like a cool adventure about friendship. Yeah, because then they return back to the their their hometown or whatever, and they, all these old pubs have been kind of corporatized. They call them Starbucking. Like they've all like they look the yeah. same, and and it's kind of it's like a movie mm-hmm. about sobriety in a sense too, which finds it's about a drinking party. But in the end, it's, mm-hmm. that's right. Yeah, and and that's one of his. What's the trilogy called? The, uh, the Cornetto, the Cornetto trilogy. trilogy. The Cornetto trilogy with hot each fuzz. Each one has and... a different flavor of the ice cream. Yeah, with hot uh, fuzz and Shaun, Shaun of the, of the Dead. Dead. Shaun of the yeah. Dead. And they're all like different genres too, which is cool. Yeah. 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 It, show, yeah, it really shows my... his range with. Sure. He's a very versatile actor. Yeah. Oh, director. And then series. Yeah. No. Right. Yeah, those are my top three. All tour. Nice. And now we move on to Ben Goodman, everyone's All right. manager at Mount Royal. <laughs> um, I'm going to go reverse, going like my third choice and then. So, okay. okay, so I probably should put more thought, but just these are just the first three to come to mind. My number one is definitely number one, so enough teasing. Mm. Um, I think my number three is probably Interstellar. Like, I oh, love, yeah. like, like nice. other stuff. Like, I, that kind of hits me. Where, and it just, it, I saw, I, it was a great experience in IMAX, the great Hans Zimmer organ mm-hmm. score, yeah. and just, just shot, look, all of it's out, just, the beginning bits shot just outside of Calgary. So I love all oh, the yeah. beginning bits. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, the daughter, Charlie, I want to say, like, the Jessica Chastain yeah. eventually grew up mm-hmm. and is... Um, I don't uh, yeah, just it really uh, I actually haven't seen it since I should rewatch it, but it just it was yeah very emotional and just yeah. a great you know Chris I haven't Miller seen great. it since either since it came out, but it's crazy that uh what's his name uh Timothy Chalamet was actually in it that's like one of his first movies oh no way he he played yeah. the uh the son of I forgot who it was was it the son of Matthew McConaughey uh, he was like yeah. really young in it right. But it's and cool. Also, oh, sorry, talking on the sci-fi aspects of it, how they show that time is different on different planets was very mm-hmm. unique, and it yeah. has been expanded before. But it really showed how it affected. Uh, yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. It's a good yeah. one. Yeah, I like Interstellar. And then number two, Edgar Wright adjacent. He produced this one, Attack the Block. Oh, that was John Baega. That was his yeah. big breakthrough long before Star I Wars. Love and just. That movie. It, and it's great. It's like under ninety minutes. It's just it's there's like aliens and stuff. It's just a brisk watch, and it's just nothing entertaining. UK has some horror elements. There's some sci-fi. It, it's comedic. It's just it combines everything similar to a lot of Egg Wright's movies. Yeah. So Nick makes Frost sense. Is in it too. Pardon me. Nick Frost is also in it too. That's right. Basement Jacks does a, a great Jack. score for it, and it just it's. I love the sound. Yeah, it's just a really it's just a fun under the underground movie. That's definitely uh, that movie's so underrated. It's a great watch too. Yeah. And then um, probably my no, not probably definitely my favorite, mm-hmm. and certainly I would say my favorite 
like directors and writers in sci-fi. It's a Cloud Atlas, the Wachowskis, mm. the Twiker. Um, I go to bat for the Wachowski so hard. Like uh, Jupiter Ascending also came out this decade, which is like it has its problems, but I, that's not one I, yeah. I went to see immediately came out and just. But Cloud Atlas is just incredible cast and just the multi the layers of all the different characters that all the actors play and just I actually have pulled up some re- reading material here. Tom Hanks, of course, uh, your mom's favorite actor, everyone's favorite actor. Tom Hanks said um, he's he's seen it three times and discovered. I swear to God, different profound things with each viewing. He he called it the movie that altered my entire consciousness and saying it is the only movie I've been in that I've seen more than twice. That's Tom Hanks from all of his filmography, Hugh Grant, Wilson, Halle Berry, Jim Broadbent, and just I think like their worldview, the Machowski's worldview, is just really profound and just mm-hmm. it's all about life. And just I, of course, they start with the Matrix, and it's just a shame all this yeah. like postponement stuff happened because they were filming Matrix Four. They're about uh, two months in filming Matrix Four, so hopefully when everything gets back to normal, we'll get back to seeing Matrix Four. Yeah. I'm very excited for. But yeah, it's just, it's it's in terms of sci-fi, it's not like all these more actiony movies and stuff. But I think it might be something like a rival, it's like like a sci-fi kind of drama. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm not really doing the best job of selling it. But just because it's a hard kind of movie to describe, it's just but it just I, I really yeah. like Wachowski's. It came out in 2009. One movie came out in 2009, but I also really like Speed Racer, which isn't sci-fi. But anyway. Oh yeah. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah. Nostal- that one's nostalgic for me because that came out when I was like grade four and I saw it with my parents. Incredible. Love Wachowski. Nice. Well, great list, Ben. That's awesome. And now we move on to the Lord of Cinema himself, Dane McLean. <laughs> You're next. I'd say that, Nick. <laughs> That's too. That's too much of a build to. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel worried now about my picks, but um, number three, I have. Um, I don't know if you guys seen it. James Ward Burkett, the director of uh, was it Rango? Rango. He his very first film. Rango. Uh, Twenty thirteen. Um, it's a very low budget film. I think he filmed it all in his house. Uh, Coherence. Ooh. And uh, it's very. I don't know. I haven't seen it in probably six years, but when I did see it, I was pretty blown away by it it's just um it's like a it's like a a dinner party at this one house so it's all set in one house and it's on the night of uh the closest closest uh comet has passed to earth so there's all these weird theories about what's going to happen this night um across the united states across the world and um it's just it's just this one location um pretty pretty independently shot like most of these actors are fairly I don't really recognize any of them, but it was just a really mm-hmm. good, really good movie. About 80 minutes, so very, very quick, but very interesting. Yeah, very Twilight Zone. So what's um, the name of the movie again, Dane? Uh, Coherence. Coherence. Okay. Yeah, it's worth checking out. It's very. Mm-hmm. I need to watch it a second time. I've only watched it once, well, but it made enough out. of an impact on me the first time I watched it that uh, I've, I've remembered it since. But. Um, and the type of movie. Yeah, the film certainly. Now, all in your house, one location. There could be many more yeah. coherence filmed in this. Yeah, your time we're in. Yeah, yeah. quarantine movies. Very, it's very pre-COVID, but uh, it's yeah. premonition. Twenty thirteen. <laughs> yeah, I can't really talk much about it because I haven't seen it in a long time. But it, I just remember I really loved it. 
Um, I think it deserves a little bit more credit than it got. Like it, it, it got pretty good reviews, but it didn't make a lot of money. It made it made it the money back from yeah, its money. it wasn't a failure. Um, no, but I think it's definitely worth checking out. It's very it's it's very Lynchian. Like it's kind of Mulholland Drive feeling. Yeah, um, yeah. does 80% on Rotten Tomatoes? It's pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty interesting one. I don't I'll know what to most sure. of these actors afterwards. I don't know if they got into bigger roles or not, but I know the director, he went on to... This was actually his directorial debut, so this was pretty... That's pretty good. be his first film. He hasn't really done much after Rango, but Coherence of Rango... Oh, yes, he, he actually did Pirates of the Caribbean, a short film. I don't know what that was. Like, what... You say, like, Gore Ver, Like, Rango? Like, the Gore Verbinski movie? Hold on. Yeah. Oh, the he was the director of Rango the video game. Sorry. Oh, oh. I was very I was very confused, Dane, because I was like, your prior because this is all Gore Verbinski. Yeah. yeah. No, I guess the video game. I didn't know he could direct a video game. That's impressive. He, he, he said he was a writer on the Rango film, though. Uh, the Renaissance Man. Yeah. So I don't know what he'll do next because it's been a while. So I hope he does something next because that was a pretty yeah. good debut. And um, yeah, number two, I have Ex Machina. Oh, yeah. uh, that could have been number one for me, number two. I don't know. Ended up number two. Um, but yeah, what can I say about Ex Machina that hasn't been said already? I think it's just it's just one of the most eerie sci-fi films I've seen. Oh, yeah. Also one of the most um, believable um yeah, definitely. I don't know. There's just so much about it that I think I've seen it probably three times. And I, I just, every time I watched it, I got something different from it. Mm-hmm. It makes kind you kind of, of scared, actually, of AI after watching it. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. You like, certainly don't want to be yeah. friends with AI after that. Yeah, it's like, oh. <laughs> uh... Yeah, it's yeah, it makes not... you scared, but also it, it, it makes you definitely have sympathy towards AI too, yeah. because you realize, like, at a certain point, once AI develop human emotions that are on par yeah. with ours, um, they're treated as we have to treat them the same as humans because if they, uh, so yeah. definitely, like Matthew said, there's like a definite parallel I see between it and uh, 2001, yeah, um, but. The, the AI itself is, is so different and so much more lifelike, but it's the same idea of like um, once an AI knows that it could be killed or its life could be in jeopardy, yeah. it will do anything to, to survive and um, that could be manipulating mm-hmm. humans. So, yeah, uh, I don't know. I just, I think it's one of the best movies Terminator in the top 10 of, of, in general yeah. across all genres. And it's, it's hard to know whether this is number one or number two, but I have it at number two for today. Yeah. Excellent movie. Excellent movie. Number one, I have uh, Spike Jones. Her. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's really a true yeah. sci-fi. One hundred percent. It's it's definitely more uh, romance drama first, probably. A hybrid. But definitely yeah. a hybrid. Definitely but... a hybrid. Definitely. It shows yeah. the flexibility of the genre. How sci-fi can touch many different genres while being still definitively mm-hmm. sci-fi. For sure, for sure. I love when yeah. movies mix genres. It's a good, um, it's a good combo too. Especially like two like different types, like sci-fi and like romance. It's like mm-hmm. peanut butter and chocolate. They go well. Together. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And one of yeah, much about that because I'm allergic to peanut. Butter. I was gonna say, I just refer. I'm sorry, Dane and John Swan. I'm sorry. Something isn't peanut butter. 
<laughs> peanut <laughs> tree, okay, peanut okay. butter. Yeah. I've had that. That's that is actually, actually it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, what are you going to say, uh, Ben? <laughs> Um, no, I'm sorry. Say, um, it's also one of Joaquin Phoenix's best performances. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would say so. Definitely. Yeah, her is just, I don't know, it's just love the love the color, the cinematography, the <laughs> there's just so much there's just so much to look at in every scene. It's just it's fascinating. And um it's very near future, right? Like it's probably only yeah. meant in twenty th- twenty years from now give or take there's no like definite setting or um it's not explicitly said but it can be kind of hinted or it can be kind of suggested that it's like 2030s ish so it's very very true to life right now too just i don't know it doesn't feel that far removed from our current reality so it's uh an important film i think to watch and i like how it shows the attachment of um people towards like uh, technology and that could just be said for like cell phones too mm-hmm. it's all, the movie kind of shows yeah. that like uh, it could be attached to like your cell phone as if it was like a person or something or technology because exactly. I remember yeah. at, at the end of uh, her right um, wait has everyone has seen her right uh-huh. yeah. yeah everyone has seen it um, yeah, of course at the end of end of at the end I don't want to spoil anything but like because at the end of the movie I think the um what happens again the the technology fails right and they everyone loses their uh their person uh their uh thing to talk to i think right is that what happens um you know what i'm forgetting the actual ending but yeah i think you're right or at least yeah, had... for something i can't remember mm-hmm. i remember it happening to like everyone though like the yeah, Scarlett Johansson was a uh, failure or something. That program, and then the program like shut down at the end of them. I think. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, it, basically, it's it's like they end up. It, it, it doesn't really. It's an ambiguous ending, but it, it's yeah. You can you can think that okay, maybe they fall in love now after the whole thing. Joaquin Phoenix and um, what? Who's the the neighbor in that movie? That's um. Oh, the uh, what's her name? Oh, on the tip of my tongue here, Amy Adams. Yeah, I thought it was Amy Adams, but I didn't want to. Oh, yeah, double A, yeah, battery. Forgot, yeah, who is also in Arrival. (laughs) Yes, yes, yeah, back to Arrival, but yeah, I love ambiguous endings, so I prefer those to more concrete Mm. ones. Yeah, 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 like it's like the ending for uh. Oh, what's that movie called? We were just talking about the other. Um, also, with Scarlett Johansson, Sophia, uh, Lost in um, Translation. Annihilation. Oh, Lost in Translation. Yeah. I haven't finished that one yet. Yeah. Yeah. Very similar to Lost. Lit. Lost in Translation. Lit. Yeah. 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 Just ambiguous endings are great though, because it just makes it's kind of like it's up to your interpretation. And you can see it as a good ending or a bad ending. And also, like, also like a good, like, similar to like a life goes on ending. Like, it's not like the story continues after the movie's over yeah. and you come up with your own conclusion and stuff. You need, you need to make it ambiguous but satisfying. So, so yeah. they know it's the end, but they don't know exactly what happens. Oh, Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I still haven't forgotten about that one. Yeah. <laughs> her, her too, with um, the fact that they. they did something that 
was pretty ambitious by basically shooting in LA and I think Shanghai, like somewhere yeah. in China, one of the major cities, and basically blending it to make it look like it's one single city, like an LA of the future. Yeah. But most of it was actually shot in China. But they would like they like they'd have um, sequences of walking, walking. Walking, 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 and like, and like, transition, like a transition would happen, and it would be like one block to the next, and it would actually literally be one block would be in LA, one block would be in China, but it just looked like the same location through and through, and just everything about it was wow. And to add more about her, what I really love too is the whole commentary on what's really beautiful, like the fact that a man would fall in love with an AI while ignore other human relationships. Ships. That's like commentary on what's true beauty, like substance yeah. over beauty, the beauty within. Yeah. And it also shows how science fiction is developing with our technology that we have now. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, so it's more realistic to watch something like that when we know something like Siri is real and we can, people could possibly fall in love with it. I actually barely use Siri. Yeah, I don't know. It's listening. something about it I don't trust. <laughs> yeah, I don't <laughs> really after watching it. all the, it's like, oh, yeah. I don't know. It's not yeah. as like reliable as you might think. Like it never, it just never <laughs> yeah. works for me. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it never works. <laughs> it's like, did you say this? And it's like, no, I didn't. No. I mean, maybe it's at a good place. Like if it's more reliable, then it might be. It might cross some lines and yeah. be a little bit too creepy. So maybe it shouldn't be like perfect. Maybe that's the the thing that we yeah. should be happy about. Imperfect, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's probably better perfect. All right, Nick. What are your top three of the year? So my my top ten will be released by tomorrow, but for now, my top three. Yeah. Uh, number three for me would be Rogue One, a Star Wars. Oh yeah, Ooh, that was such a good Star One Wars. One of the movie. better Disney. Yes. Oh, here's seen yeah. it. Wait, have you all seen it? Uh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. And yeah, with you, Matt, this is probably the best uh, Disney Star Wars film. Like, yeah. it's really a combo of what's of old and new, like a new yeah. Star Wars while combining what made the original film so great, too. Mm-hmm. And also no a, a strong female lead that isn't perfect and learns everything yeah. after just one day of training. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. True. I love how it just connects to A New Hope, too. Yeah. It's just a, it's a really good... Like, when I saw that in theaters, I was like, oh, my mind was, like, blown. I was like, this is so good. And that's, like, the cast is amazing, too. Yeah. They have, like, uh, a great... Uh, what's his name? From... Uh, who played the villain again? In Rogue ben, One. Ben Mendelsohn. Yeah, Ben Mendelsohn. Also in uh, The Place Beyond the Pines. He's a really good, he's a good versatile actor. Yeah. Australian. He's never, he's never Australian in any of his movies, though, either. Yeah, I didn't know he was Australian. I was like, oh. Yeah, he hides his accent well. Another thing I love about Rogue One is how it how it puts you know the whole gray and black morality because before in Star Wars we knew who the good guys were and the bad guys yeah. were but here they they put a very dark side to the rebels like mm-hmm. yeah. they they cross some lines too as yeah. well like are willing to kill innocents as well like I yeah really- that's one of the big takeaways from a new hope is if you're looking at from the 
Empire's perspective, the rebels are terrorists. Like, yeah. if you're just a citizen of the Empire, then that was a terror attack, and the recourse of that did have the effects on the Star Wars universe. That Definitely. was, I think, expanded upon a bit more in the expanded universe, but not really in the newer uh, Disney era, if we can say. <laughs> so, By the way, the Mandalorian yeah. is great. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. how was your guys' reaction in the theater when you finally saw Darth Vader for the very first oh, yeah. time? I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I was shocked. I was like, man, this is so awesome. And he was like on the planet Mustafar too. And it was like, the whole, that hallway yeah. scene. That's brilliant. Yeah, his, Be careful yeah, yeah. not to check on your aspirations, director. Yeah. So good. So true. And now my number two would have to be Inception. Oh yes. Mm. I gave it a, I give it a rewatch too. Like love it. Like a very original story. Very original story. Like not copied from anywhere else. Like all came from the yeah. mind of Christopher Nolan, my favorite director. Yeah. Yeah. That movie had such a big impact when it came. Because was that two thousand? That was 2010. 2010, correct. 2010, start of the decade. Because I remember just everyone was talking about that movie when yeah. it had such a big like impact, and then like everyone like made references to to like the chair thing, like how, like yeah. when you wake up and stuff. The totem. The totem. Yeah. And then just yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio. One of Leonardo DiCaprio's like finest movies, I'd say. Just a great cast. Uh, Cillian yeah. Murphy. Yeah. And talk about ambiguous endings with. I was gonna say, so I love. Yeah. The, yeah. Did you guys think that was? So, do you guys think it actually? You think that was a dream or no? From your well, guys? the wobble, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And just how it dealt with dreams, because that's something we still don't understand now. Mm-hmm. There's no definitive answer on why we dream. We just know it happens. So how they used that into a a way where people can infiltrate them and influence their thinking. Kind of interesting. Yeah. And this might sound a bit of a complex question, but when you guys dream, do you feel like you're in control of your actions, of what you're dreaming, what you're thinking? Mm. John? Who's John? John? Uh, Sorry. It's okay. I don't know. It's mostly running and falling for me, I gotta say. <laughs> Just I'd agree with yeah. the yeah, the falling thing definitely. Sure thing. Yeah. 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 You know. Great. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like I'm in control, but most of the time no. Yeah. Most of the time, no. Do you have yeah. vivid dreams? I, I often have like some crazy sometimes, vivid yeah. dreams. Sometimes I could Last week just, I did. Yeah, and it's had... when it's with like people you know too. That's the weird mm-hmm. thing. It's like, was this yeah. memory I had with this person in my dream, or is it? That's probably something I need to check up myself, really. But, <laughs> but just is that just did I have that memory with a person, or was that my dream? Yeah, I know my weirdest ones where I dream something, everything's unfamiliar to me around me. It's like, okay, this is a dream. I, there would be no situation where I'm like this. And then it happens in real life, and it's like, okay, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, just feel getting that feeling that of deja vu that you, happened before. It's, yeah, it's 
Yeah. Very true. I got this. I got the same feeling too. Yeah. Same as yeah. you guys. Dreams like that where I I see people I've never even met before. It's just yeah. random as hell. Yeah. <laughs> And my number one is same as yours, Matt. Arrival. Oh, arrival. Yeah, it was really good. You yeah. arrived at the same number one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so true, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice, nice one, Ben. And yeah, what can I say? Uh, and yeah, I, I love the arrival. Like it's the. I one thing I want to talk about now is the design of the aliens. I love how they oh, yeah. make like these. Like these right. things that we don't understand, instead of like these green little men, or yeah, like they it's... made a design. Sorry, they made a design that was truly alien, that which mm. is no, nothing that we can recognize. Something totally unique and different. Mm -hmm. It's all based on based on our interpretation, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I know um, while I was watching it, I was watching it with one of my cousins, and when they first entered the spaceship, they were like, uh, they could at least make it more homey. And I was like, well, it's all a matter of perception, because it was just like that rectangle, basically, and it was just all black. And I was like, well, it could be, it's not homey to us, but to them, it could be just like a home. Yeah, so. And coincidentally, on that same year, it came out 2016, Amy Adams starred in another movie with a similar plot where she's in love with an alien who, right. who is basically hated by the U.S. military. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about Batman v Superman. Oh, yeah. Dawn of Justice, the uh, movie yeah. titled like a court case. Batman v Superman. For some reason. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, that's all right with my number one. And it's actually my reintroduction to Denis Villeneuve, basically. Ooh. It's the reason why now I'm hyped to see Dune with you guys. Yeah. The master of Canadian cinema. Mm -hmm. right there. So Batman v Superman, the court case is we lost. Sorry, yeah. I had to get that in. <laughs> The movie I was thinking of is Splice, and that was 2009. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that... No, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, what other movies, like honorable mentions, you guys would have mm. for good, good your list? Thinking. Uh, right now, for uh, me, I was thinking of The Martian, which I've recently seen. Oh, yeah, The Martian. Oh, I yeah. got that one on. Big Ridley. Yeah. Sir Ridley. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and Matt Damon. Mm -hmm. yeah. A perfect movie to watch also for quarantine, too. Yeah. And Nick, Very I know true. you recently, Nick, you recently saw Looper, which that's mm -hmm. another one from the last decade. Yeah. 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 I would say The Martian is a good job of doing a realistic science fiction, like how everything was possible. Like the book, um, uh, he made, in the book, he writes it so it's, you could believe that it's real, that it's all technical terms that actually might work. Um, one of mine is Pacific Rim. Sorry about that. Oh, man. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would say it's not a good movie. Well, I would say it's a fun movie, like a just it's good fun. one to sit down and watch. But yeah, like the monster designs to the... Uh, Jaegers are all unique, and it's a really good one. Yeah. Nice. Definitely. I like that in Pacific Rim, too. That was like, there's also a reference to the um, the Godzilla movie. Yeah. Sort yeah. Of. What was that genre? Yeah, the, 
Kaiju. That's a Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then the, like, mecha side of everything. And since we have 10 minutes left, by the way, guys, do you hear that noise? No. No. It's time, well, guys, it's time to play a game show. Oh, do, 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 do. oh there we are. Nice. So, here's how we play. I, I put in five 10-second clips of iconic sci-fi themes. The first one to answer using the emoji will win the game. What do you say? Shall we play? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Sweet. To sh- you must have a very, very good ear for this. So let's start with a warm up. This one. Okay. All right. Thing. Can you hear it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Dane was the first to react. Yeah. What film is that, Dane? Now I'm worried because I I shouldn't have reacted so soon because now I'm questioning myself. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Shit. I think I'm going to have to pass, actually. Let someone else go. I thought I knew it, but now I I don't think I know it. (laughs) (laughs) That's the main theme for Star Wars. Correct. Yes. The first win. Oh, I thought it was Star Trek. But I was I'm like, just kidding. That's too easy. <laughs> yeah, it's warm up. Didn't think it would be no, Star warm up. <laughs> Let's go for I was yeah. worried there. I was like, it can't be Star Wars. Of course. Yeah. Nice. Hard. No. I thought it was Star Trek. <laughs> That's what threw me off, John, is when you said Star Trek. <laughs> I was just kidding. I'm sorry. Let's <laughs> try <very> hard. Here you go. All right. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's good. Inception, right? Correct. Yes. Right. Yeah. I, how did I do that? Very good. Very, very good. That was like towards the. Yeah. Now we move on to the next one. This is going to be more harder. Richter. You know it. I know the song. It's been used in a hundred things. I'm just blanking on what this is.
give up. Oh, they, they yes. know. <laughs> crying emoji is appropriate there. Um, that's in, that's interstellar, right? No. I remember that was used on speaking of Michael Mann. HBO series Luck used that as a cue once, but for the sci-fi, I can't. What movie was that in? I'm sorry. I know it's Max Richter. I know for a fact it's Max Richter. Uh, one, one more try. I'll do another go. I'm feeling a bit generous today, so I'll give you another go. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The song's like on the, on the something of of kind or on like of guidance or I don't know whatever the title is. I don't know which movie it's in. I'll give you guys a hint. What is the first word of this episode? Episode, episode of Sin, Sin City. Oh, is it oh, Arrival? Correct. Yeah. Uh, that was the main theme. Because really? oh. I know a lot of it was a uh, more atmospheric stuff. The like lower yeah. sin. See, this is why I'm a dork who is like a niche person. I associate. That song with the one season HBO series Lock about horse racing, which is like an episode four of that, and then this huge movie that song was in. I'm like, oh duh, I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But but Nick Nolte and horses, I know that was in that. Nick Nolte, <laughs> also in The Mandalorian, and also in Ang Lee's Hulk. Right. And here comes the Eric final, <laughs> the final round. Let's see what how good yours are. Oh. I was gonna do it. Yeah, Ben got it though. Ben got it. Yeah. Yeah. Space Odyssey, which is also the theme for wrestler Ric Flair. He's used that theme for forty right. years. <laughs> and his daughter Charlotte uses a techno version of that song. This is a techno version of it. Well done. Yeah. Well done. Nice. Nice. Done. Um, I knew that song was Ric Flair singing before 2001. It was like this weird backwards thing. <laughs> it was weird backwards thing. Yeah. Imagine a wrestling sci-fi movie. <laughs> They're like too much. With all the wrestlers in the film industry already, just Batista. throw them all together. Batista's in the past two true, yeah. Denny movies. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's in Dune again. Third and reference Marty to Force. Dune. Right. I'm so. Yeah. Have you, Matthew? Have you seen the original Dune? By the way, like the. 80s oh one? yeah, yeah. It's it's a uh, something. Not Lynch's best work, I would say, but. No. Yeah, it's kind of um, a guilty pleasure for me. <laughs> yeah. Just have you guys how, seen like, the documentary? He's uh, so traumatized. Dune. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good documentary. Cool. Yeah, to see that one. Yeah, I, yeah, I recommend it. It's about I the, see. I would say the best movie never made, mm-hmm. which is 
Jodorowsky, a Mexican director, was slated to do Dune, and he got like um, Mick Jagger to uh, join uh, Pink Floyd to do some of the music. They were up for that. Yeah, Salvador Dali was also uh, slated to be in there, but like the budget was too high, and they got all these creative people to start making it, like Daniel Bryan and um, H.R. Geiger, and that's where they met before they worked on Alien. So, yeah. Recommend it, uh, Dune. I love that documentary. It's it's really inspiring to watch too. So you want to make yeah. like a three-hour like movie. Yeah. Matthew, yeah. how would you be interested in being the newest member of the RTGM? <laughs> what do you say to that? With your knowledge. Yeah, I'm down. That's awesome. <laughs> it's funny how you're asking. It's almost like you're asking to join a cult or something. Yeah. <laughs> Is this the mob? Is this the mob? Apple. Sorry. Oh. No. What was on your shirt? No. Okay. Is this the oh, Sopranos. Yeah. I like wearing around with a gun on my shirt. It's very, it's very, oh, Sopranos. very woke. I'm repping uh, uh, Jeffrey Combs as Reanima- uh, Herbert West from Reanimator. So, yeah, that's uh-huh. my shirt. Ooh. Yeah. You know, Reanimator was playing. Um, oh, my camera. Reanimator yeah, was, was playing last summer. I almost saw it, but it was. Yeah, yeah. It was like I, a I, I, I was supposed yeah, to go I, with Dane to that, I think, but I think I yeah. was like. I know I was actually working that night and I was going to go and it's like I, I had to work so yeah it was yeah. super late we saw yeah. um, we went to Isle of Dogs in um, the park central memorial park like a few months from uh, the plaza and it was so cool they played it outdoors on this big screen oh, and yeah. then we were thinking okay we'll wander off to plaza theater and watch reanimator at midnight by the yeah. time we got there we were like we're too tired for a yeah. two-hour movie at midnight but it, yeah, I, I regret it though yeah that yeah. Was sweet. yeah yeah i still gotta see the full thing it's actually only an hour yeah. and a half i was wrong i could have sat through it that's not i bad. know it's on um shutter if you guys have that it's... oh okay oh yeah, oh, yeah the there's a lot of good stuff on there as well. Yeah, I think on Chandra they they also have the uh, the don't they have that Candle Cove thing? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was and, watching that a couple months ago. Yeah, and Bliss is also really good on Shutter. The creepy pasta stuff. I love. Yeah, I love that too. That's a different genre. That's horror. Yeah, yeah. I love horror. The horror is great. Oh yeah, me too. Again, horror movie club. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. yeah um, Nick yeah, was telling yeah. us you're part of a horror movie club. Yeah, yeah. I st- I started it actually. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. All right. What's you your know, favorite horror film of all time? And- uh, the Thing by John Carpenter. Oh, JC, love him. JC. Yeah. But I did really enjoy um, Color Out of Space. That came out this year with Nicolas Cage. Just oh, I did not for the fact. Oh, oh, I recommend it. It has great like practical effects oh, in it, and the digital effects are good. But one of the characters is a hydrologist, and I'm doing a geological technician. So he talked about well sites and water remediation, and it's like that's what I'm going to be doing. So it's like oh, I don't know. It's just personally nice. good for me. I yeah. saw it on the big screen at the Metro Theater in Edmonton. So yeah. Uh-huh. 
Oh, you live in Edmonton? I'm going to Nate, so oh, I'm just going to school in Edmonton. I'm in Calgary now, though. For oh, Tommy Chong is in the movie from Cheech and Chong. That's cool. <laughs> Edmonton's own, right? And it's produced yeah. by Elijah Wood. Yeah, That's yeah, uh, Spectral Vision, I think. Yeah, um, also Come to Daddy, which I also saw at the Metro. It stars Elijah Wood. No, but that's horror again. Sorry. Yeah. Also an Apex Twin song, right, Ben? Yeah. Yeah. It sure is. Great Apex vid. Twin. Great vid. vid. That's a horror vid right there. That's yeah, top horror vid. Creepy as hell. Horror. I don't know if I say that right. Horror. Horror. Yeah. We know. We like know. One more question about horror, but Matthew, have you seen a uh, have you seen Halloween three season of The Witch? No, not yet. But oh, I know that's it's... like that's one of my favorites. I think yeah. people give it yeah. a lot of crap because it's the only one that doesn't have Michael Myers in it. But lately, the film has actually gotten a lot of attention, and it did before. If you listen yeah. to the the theme song on season of The Witch, it sounds a lot like the Stranger Things theme. Yeah. Which I thought was mm-hmm. cool. Nice. Yeah. But anyways, back to actually, yeah, back to sci-fi though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Another honorable mention that I had was uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Oh, oh yeah. Fun. The Groundhog Day alien action movie. And Emily Blunt's uh, great in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Tom Cruise. Yeah. TC. And within DC. Turn your yeah. classic move. No, <laughs> yeah. Um, also, Oblivion Time with Tom Cruise was a uh, interesting watch. Yeah. Morgan Freeman. That was a good yeah. one. Who directed that one again? I'm not too oh, sure. Oh, Doug Lyman, right? Who did the yeah, think... first foreign movie? Yeah. Oh, didn't he do like Jumper? He did. And he I did Swingers was... too. He did swingers. Damn. That's that's like so funny. He's got a crazy filmography. I actually really like Jumper, Hayden Christensen. Oh, yeah. That, that's cool. I like, I'll, I'll defend Hayden Christensen, actually, for playing. I thought he did a yeah. good job. Life as a house? Yeah, life as a house. That's, that's what that is our lives right now, life as a house. Yeah. <laughs> you know Hayden Christensen had scenes cut from Rise of Skywalker? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Makes me upset. Can't do Hayden like that. Yeah, that's why he was mad. That's why he didn't show up to the convention thing or something because he was like mad. Yeah, what are you guys' thoughts on the uh, Skywalker saga? The end of it. Very good question. Hmm. I, have yeah. I... I feel like the lack of direction shows. Mm-hmm. Like mm. unlike, I'm gonna compare it to the end of the MCU era, basically. They had everything planned out beforehand. They took time to the set Infinity things Stones up. Era. Yeah, yeah, Sweet. yeah. But yeah. they they did all this planning beforehand. Yeah, they knew what was going to happen, mm-hmm. and then um, because of that, they had a satisfying ending. But where the first movie was okay, they didn't really set up anything with it. They made it a okay movie in itself. Force Awakens, and then they basically took a break. Yeah. With the, yeah, let's. Because Ryan Johnson came yeah. in. And the, yeah. Yeah, and basically. Yoda. That, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, with. Uh, what's the Last Jedi? That's what it's called. Yeah, Last Jedi. Laura Dern. <laughs> Laura Dern. 
continue the story. It's a good story on its own, debatably, but it didn't do a really good job of relating to the other movie or mm-hmm. the other movies even in the franchise. And it, the, the lack of uh, connection with the characters and all that show in the uh, Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you on that one because, like, the whole tease that the Emperor was back, like, there was yeah, never, so random. Yeah, never any foreshadowing or clues that he really was still around. Like, Emperor's yeah, back, baby. Like, if you watch, yeah. all, if you watch all the sequel trilogies back to back, you you see how it's very inconsistent. Like, because each director keeps contradicting each other. That's why. So, yeah. I got my fifth hoodie on. <laughs> yeah, but I know um, <laughs> Ryan Johnson did a good, uh, did, did do a good job with Knives Out. Again, not a sci-fi one. Yeah, but that's a really good movie. And he's a good, he's a pretty good director, honestly. Yeah, yeah I think um, yeah, writer director. Yeah, I, bad. I, oh yeah, I think Star Wars wasn't for him. That's all I'm gonna say. I guess you do. Yes. Yeah. And I gotta say too, we're past the one-hour mark. Oh, again, okay. Again, this feels a bit like DMU at the moment. No offense to you, Dane. Love your show, but it's a comparisons here and there too. <laughs> anyway, this, this. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't. <laughs> you 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 goof on Dane, but you say love the show, but then you throw in the. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I that's well. I love the show too. Yeah. <laughs> but this has been Sin City. I'm Nick Manessis. This is Dan McLean. And nice to have you on the show, Matt. Yeah, more thank you for here. having me. And thank you, Ben Goodman and John Swan, for appearing here. Peace you. and love. Peace and love. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, everyone. So next week, same time as always, here on right. Sin City, live from CMRU.ca.